If you should ask, I just say I'm doing fine. I try to laugh, but mine's a Roman candle mind, and I see red. I see fire and brimstone smoldering in my head. You'd light the fuse if you only knew. Welcome to Seahawk Fan Talk. I'm your co-host, Michael Silliman. Uh, Richard, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Sure, welcome. My name is Richard Shin, and my pronouns are he, him, his. And uh, yeah, welcome to our podcast. In Washington, D.C., 2,323 miles away from Lumen Field, an outpost of Seattle Seahawks fans have turned into a close group of friends, chosen family, and even more extreme Seahawks fans. This is our podcast. Co-host Doc and Mayor will cover the 2023 Seattle Seahawks season from the experience of the DC Seahawks bar. It's always. Absolutely. I had fun last week for our first episode and uh, looking forward to our second episode. Uh, Something that I know we wanted to touch base about after our first episode was the unfortunate news about JSN uh, fracturing his wrist. And, um, you know, we did talk a little bit about injuries, injuries to rookies in that first episode. So that this was quite a blow. Uh, I do, I am feeling a little bit better. I saw an update from Schefter earlier that JSN is going to be on the active roster at the beginning of the season. So that's a good sign. They would have put him on IR if it was something more serious and needed more time. So that doesn't mean he's going to start the first game, but that's an indication that he should be ready at some point um, early in the season. So, so that's optimistic. Yeah. We talked a lot about JSN last week and uh, that was poor timing. Cause mm-hmm. I think before the podcast was even posted, JSN was already hurt and right. Of course, Pete being optimistic uh, was saying you, JSN might be back for the for week one, which seems very unlikely. Yes. And, um, uh, fantasy purposes, I think he's he's uh, dropped quite a bit. People are people yeah. are waiting or not picking him at all because assuming he's going to be out through our through our bye week, which uh, is week five. So he'd be he might be yeah. back week six then. So hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully sooner than that, right? But you're right. We always have to take a positive Pete with a grain of salt. Right. But, you know, I back to this uh, issue of injuries, though, I it's it's really disturbing that it's not just JSN. It's like half of the rookie class this year are dealing with injuries and have not had a full training camp and in, in preseason. So, I, yeah, it's that's that's um, definitely concerning to me at this point. We'll see how things shake out, but um, you know, speaking of of rookies and and the rest of the team, I know you and I, Mary, we watched the third and final preseason game together this past weekend. What takeaways did you have from the game? I mean, it's hard when it's all secondary people. I don't think they play yes. their starters at all, so it's all. And I I think I thought we both thought that uh, Drew Locke looked pretty good. Uh, Probably yeah. the last time we see him. Hopefully that's the last time we see him. <laughs> uh, you know, and I was actually thinking it would be so funny if we actually ended up trading him because 
I'm sure other teams are watching that and, and saw like he probably does have the ability to in the right system. And if you bring him along slowly, you yeah. know, he does have the chance to to be a starter or fill in for someone at some point in this league. And it's so funny. It, Denver never should have traded him because <laughs> you know who really needs him right now? Denver. Denver. <laughs> Denver needs funny. someone to learn behind Russ. And yeah. yeah. Um, so we could trade it back to him maybe for a first round pick. What do you think? <laughs> I think we should leave uh, Denver alone. We've, uh, we've abused <laughs> them enough, uh, in terms of, of trades, but, but yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm with you. It is, uh, or I also, you're right. I, we were both, um, impressed. I, I, I was in particularly impressed with, drew's uh performance in that in that game you know i'm i'm pretty hard on him i i'm not a i'm not a fan so i i was pleasantly surprised to see him making some good throws i i saw i saw that um the analysis of him is that he 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 does well with with uh not just not just rolling back but he does uh he's he's good with play action and that that's that's his strength um but but he needs to work on his being more comfortable you know going back in the pocket and being you know sort of a traditional quarterback um in that vein so so you're i agree when we're watching the game it's hard not only because we were playing our you know our backups but it seemed like green bay was had their starters in so even even more difficult to to get a good sense of the quality of the of the team now you know i was i was having some 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 typical um cursing and, and frustrations on the defensive side of the ball again as always and and I just cannot stand uh, poor tackling. Uh, so I was, mm. I was really concerned and disturbed by Kobe Bryant's continued inability to wrap up and make just basic, simple tackles. I, I I'm really worried, as I shared with you, that that you know I think at some level tackling is a, is a mentality and. Um, I'm not sure so much so that I'm not sure always that that there are players that can just change that mentality or, or learn that instinct to to be better with that. But um, but that's really uh, bothersome because I I saw that um, Michael Bumpus was was uh, sort of advocating for Kobe Bryant to have one of those starting um, p- uh, starting positions uh, starting the season and. Yeah, I, I if if he doesn't get that tackling uh, situation right, I I don't want to see him out there starting. Uh, that's it's so important. As we both know, it was, you know, watching watching that defense last year. Not just not just give up those gaping holes, but but the missed tackling, you know, giving up uh, mm-hmm. more and more yards. So we 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 just we can't. I don't want to see that again uh, from this defense. So so that was that was worrisome from from that game. Yeah, and I know last week we said we were going to go through the, the the final roster, but the final roster actually comes out tomorrow. So I guess we yeah. can wait to do that next week. But it, you know, yeah, we're already seeing some signs that we're thin at a couple positions, and health is already becoming an issue. And then, yeah, the defense, especially the linebackers, um, is very concerning to me. Uh, yeah, 
Oh, speak of that, there was a, I saw something surprising. I was just peeking at some of the breaking news for the Seahawks earlier. And uh, some folks are predicting that that Devin Bush, the the linebacker that I was talking about while we're watching that game, really interesting because I, if you remember, I was wondering why he was playing special teams. He was, he was playing, you know, the whole game when I thought he was projected to be one of our starters. But in this article that I just saw an hour ago, there are folks predicting that he's going to get cut actually. And, and that's, so that's really shocking to me. I, I, I thought he was going to be starting uh, next to, next to Bobby, but I think it's, it's, it might be because uh, Brooks is back faster than was anticipated. So it makes, it makes Bush a little bit more expendable. And, and I guess the fact that he was playing special teams and played that whole game was an indication that, that, uh, in the eyes of of the coaches and the franchise, that his value was was not was not that high. So, uh, so but I'm I'm with you. That's it. Seems like we're really thin there at linebacker, and and so I don't yeah. know what, what's going to happen there. Um, but yeah, you're right. The roster. So it, it it comes out. Well, the final cuts have to be done by tomorrow, Tuesday, uh, by 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The other little thing that I saw some rumor that was interesting that I think DJ thinks he's going to get cut. I guess he had some, he had some uh, uh, ambiguous tweets <laughs> over, over the weekend uh, that seemed to suggest that he thinks that he's going to get cut, which, which is, wow. yeah, that would be really surprising. Well, you know, I mean, the hard truth, I, I love DJ, of course, you know, love his attitude. He's definitely been, I, I no, think. You don't. No, you don't. <laughs> Uh, well, let me finish. <laughs> so I, you know, I think I like him as a, as a fun personality, but, you know, as a running back, you know, there he had go. that one good run that was, oh, that had a, a lane that your big butt could, could rumble through <laughs> that he got through and, you know, had a good 20 yard gain or something. But, but, you know, as we talked about, that's, DJ can go straight through a hole and then he gets tackled and falls down like that. That's, that's really his, his game from my eyes, you know, I, I, so I, I'm not, I wouldn't be too broken up if, if that's what happens. We have to set some rules on the podcast. If you're going to compare my big butt to anyone, it has to be a tight end. That's really interesting, especially because DJ Dallas is a, is a, like that's a very weak position we have on offense. I mean, there, there are no strange. uh, Who's the third, who's the third string running back then. And, and I mean, we're probably going with the two headed monster. It looks like with, with Walker and Charbonnet. Um, But with, yeah. Who's after that? I don't, I don't even know. I can't even name a fourth running back. So if if he's getting cut, I don't, I don't know what we're doing. The third, he the third is the running back that did play um, during that game. He came in after DJ was out. I'm blanking on his name. I think it's Sir Roderick something. He's um, no, I don't know if he's a rookie, but I they they like him. I think he did really well in college. Uh, so they just might be kind of switching him out for for this younger guy. Um, but yeah. I, I, I'm with you, though. It doesn't seem like that's a, a, a really deep position either. So um, but who knows? You know, this it, it might just be a rumor that doesn't uh, around uh, about Dallas that um, isn't actually true. So we'll yeah, see. And this is why we need to wait. We're getting ahead of yeah, ourselves. We'll see tomorrow. Uh, 
Yeah. yeah, we'll see tomorrow. And we'll talk about it next week. So sounds good. Um okay, so I think we 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 talked a little bit and thanks for coming out to the to the bar last night to to catch up and join me as I draft drafted my fantasy team from from the bar. Um uh we talked a little bit about Sully's and um our experiences as DC Seahawk fans. I'm sure most of our listeners know that we've kind of bounced around between different bars, but it's been the same group of people. Um, and now we're kind of split between between several different bars. Of course, Penn Quarter deserves a shout out as being the the, the original home of um, the DC 12s. And then um, Redberry Brewing Company deserves a shout out, especially for hosting the most of the um, Mariners games last year in the playoffs and for hosting mm-hmm. the UW watch parties um and and some some seattle games and i know some people have been watching there so they deserve shout outs but mine and your uh bar of choice and my my home my my favorite bar in dc and i actually had the opportunity to work there last year as as you know but um Sully's on on U street and i'm really excited this year because my friend will be bartending the upstairs bar for the dc 12s uh, that's Freeman and, and he was, he was working there last night as well. So, uh, got a chance to talk with him and talk about, you know, how it's, how the type of environment he wants to create there and really wants to host a party every week for, for people. So I'm really hoping the Seattle group will, will continue to show up and, and show out and, and tip him well. So I'm really excited about that. And awesome. Uh, I guess, you know, it's never going to be what, what acre, 121 was uh, RIP to, to that bar and that experience, you know, when, when we were in the Super Bowl, but, um, and the, and even the year or two after that. But, um, I do think, you know, if, 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 if Seattle's really good again, if Seattle peaks again, um, whether it's this year or next year or the next couple of years, you know, and, and we've talked about this, like the goals should just be to get slightly better than you were last year. Mm-hmm. And, if we are slightly better the next couple of years, you know, I expect to see a lot of, you know, hype and the DC crowd, you know, I, like I said, there's almost 2000 people on that Facebook page. Uh, yeah. I, I expect to see a lot of people start coming, coming back out um, and, and coming to the games and looking for the bar and me, you, and the other fans that have been really loyal and have stuck in around and continue to show up at bars, re- regardless if it's, you know, midnight on a on a monday uh we're, we're we've been there we've been right here and now we have a podcast so i think we have some some credibility in the in the seahawk fan clubs around the country and around the world and i'm really excited about um this year that's always and i'm hoping we get a good crowd good turnout there i don't know if our podcast uh gives us too much credit at this point didn't you say there's been seven downloads at this point <laughs> so <laughs> Oh, well, well I also haven't figured out how to get us onto Apple podcast yet. Okay. So that's, that's might be part of the problem. Oh, it's going to be an explosion of downloads once you figure, <laughs> yeah, out, yeah. figure that out, Michael, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, sounds great. I think that's a good plan. Uh, I, Solly's, I appreciate as well. I've appreciated all of the, the former spots that you mentioned. One correction, actually, uh, the, the group predates me. So I, I think there were some bars even before Penn Quarter Sports Tavern that was a uh, PQSD was was the bar that um, I was introduced to when I got here in 2013 
but uh, that's uh, the DC 12s is a as a historical longstanding group, and I think they've also they were shuffling around even before uh, Penn Quarter. So uh, so yeah, I, I, right, yeah. right. And I guess I was here in 2013 too, but didn't start coming until 2015, which was at Acre 121, yeah, which I mentioned. But I know there was a group of uh, Sully's uh, Seahawk fans upstairs there, yeah, um, for before us too. So we're not right. We're not the first. We're just uh, in the last 10 years we've been holding it down. Right, right. All right, Mayor. So I know you've been chomping at the bit to talk about the schedule. This is your favorite thing. You like uh, predicting <laughs> our wins and losses and looking at every game. So uh, what what are your thoughts? Well, I don't think we should get too far ahead of ourselves. And uh, actually, I know you you especially don't want us, want us to get too ahead of our ahead of ourselves and start predicting what's going to be happening in November and December, which I think is a fair point. So I figured today we could just talk about the kind of the general themes of the schedule and and it, we, I have it pulled up here sure. in front of us. So um, it's interesting that the beginning of the year doesn't look that hard. I mean, no one's expecting the Rams, Detroit, Carolina, or the Giants to be any good at all for the, for the one Giants fan that's listening. I know. Um, Giants, that's that's an easy win on Monday night. So in New York too. Okay. Uh, or I mean in I New Jersey. Just jinxed us, I swear. In New Jersey. <laughs> this is one of the reasons why I'm uncomfortable doing this. Like talking about easy wins and and these teams being bad. I I just <laughs> it, I already I already told Devin I'm gonna have him on the podcast to talk shit to all his right. face. So he all knows. right. I do appreciate appreciate Devin, our uh, Giants, <laughs> uh, Giants uh fan friend. So yeah. Um, and then I was actually thinking about going to that game because I'm going to be in Montreal, which I know oh, you, awesome. you love yes. that weekend. And I might be driving back to DC like that Monday and it's Monday Perfect. night. So I could just stop in New York. I mean, New Jersey. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's our bye week which is another interesting point about the schedule is yeah. you know, the bye week and week five, that's very early. So yeah. I mean, I think ideally you want to get to that by four and oh or or three and one. Um yeah. especially because the like you said last week, the back half of the schedule is a yeah. gauntlet, especially yeah. I think Thanksgiving Day, which is another game I might be at, which is uh San Francisco in Seattle on Thanksgiving Day. Mm-hmm. And then we play Dallas, San Francisco again, Philadelphia rough in a row. So that's that's four. Yeah. pretty tough games there um and then we'll see about tennessee pittsburgh and arizona to round out the season yeah those teams are yeah, that's really up in the air that, that could be tough no i i mean i i saw something today that pittsburgh might be a, a sleeper team they might be you know mm-hmm. folks aren't like paying attention to them but they actually might in tennessee cool. too and at tennessee road games eastern yeah eastern. Uh, east coast road games always brutal yep yeah so that's gonna be rough there and i mean yeah, oh. and the division well, we always get plenty up in the division, but mm-hmm. yeah. So, so I was I was wondering, uh, which games were you um were you hoping to go to? I know there was at least one we were looking at together, right? Yeah, I am pretty sure we have plans for the Baltimore game on the on the ninth. Yeah. Oh no, that's that's week nine. Or oh, sorry, week nine. Yeah, it's yeah. November fifth, right? November fifth. That's right. That's right. In Baltimore and Baltimore. Hopefully all our uh, all our listeners will be there as well. And uh, I yeah. guess we're going to try to tailgate or something. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
and we had a good time this summer. A group of us went up uh, to catch a Mariners game, Mariners Royals game. The 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 game didn't turn out well, but we we had a great time in in Baltimore, and uh, yeah, great time together. Yeah, it's so funny that Baltimore is really not that far away, but it feels like a huge huge thing to go up there. That's oh, true, and. Yeah. Uh, the Seattle sports team is being there such a such a reason to go out and I do think they they do it right with their stadiums being kind of in the in the downtown right at the inner harbor area there and I, I went to the I went to the Baltimore game years ago uh when that was the game that I think it was was a Tom Thomas Rawls that got hurt oh um, yes yes in that I, game that was that's the only thing I remember about that game I think I think we yeah. won but yeah I remember that you're. Was it just you? Or no, it was, obviously it wasn't just you. No, that was the, that was a, that was a big group of. Uh, that was the oh. original like Acre One Twenty One crew. I think there was maybe ten ten of us or so. Wow, that's right. Yeah, um, that's awesome. So yeah, we'll see how many we get out to. Yeah. To Baltimore this time. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about with the schedule? No, I mean, you asked me about uh, which games. I, I just know the Baltimore game in November for sure. But but as you know, I I'll always go back to Seattle for the holidays. And um, so there might be a, a game or two there and toward the end of December that that I try to get to. Pittsburgh. Looks like we're at Arizona and at Tennessee. So Pittsburgh is the 21st of December. Or Philly, which is the seventeenth. Yeah, that might be too soon. Yeah, so maybe it's just that that Pittsburgh game. Yeah, yeah. We'll try to try to get the uh, um, the commander to join oh, us. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going with I think the commander and Wendy to the Thanksgiving game. Awesome. So we're gonna just. Go eat some turkey legs on the, on the field, just like Sherman back in the day. <laughs> so that was, that was fun. in San Francisco, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that was in San Francisco. It was their new, uh, at the time it was their new stadium. I think that was, oh, a, that's right. I don't know if it was the first time we played there. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. But they're, <laughs> they're coming to us. So they have a, <laughs> right. We have revenge on their minds. So, so. <laughs> No way. So you you and the commander need to be cheering loudly yeah. with the rest of the 12s. Okay, well, that does it for our uh, second episode of Seahawk Fan Talk. Thanks a lot for joining, Doc, and uh, we'll yeah, do it again next week. Sounds great. I just want to, as an outro here, I just want to say the Seattle Supersonics were stolen from our city. July 18th of 2008. It's 15 years, one month, and 10 days ago today. The Seattle Seahawks Supersonics were stolen from our city. Bring back the Supersonics. Yes, indeed. Please bring them back. And I just want to say much love to the DC 12s and the Seahawks fans around the globe. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. <laughs>